found a black, muddy hole and was able to struggle his way to it in the current. Here, where it was more still, he was able to pull his way onto the bank. He took a long moment to catch his breath until he hazily realized that he had stumbled into Water Rat's home. In the movie, it's Christmas Eve, and while the community at large is happy to be rid of Toad, um, his friends are sad. They sit down to dinner, and they say their prayers for Toad, hoping that he will get out early for good behavior, and then, bam, he opens the door and faints upon the floor. So out early, yes, good behavior, not so much. Mole asks Toad if he's afraid of the police, and Toad begins to have the same cocky arrogance we see in the book until we hear a knock at the door, and he instantly panics. Toad begs them to hide him, but they open the door to find not the police, but McBadger, who has important news. Toad Hall is all lit up and full of weasels, and Winky, who has the deed to Toad Hall, revealing that Toad really is innocent. His friends apologize and agree to help improve his innocence by getting the deed from Winky. Badger has a plan. In the book, Rat pulls Toad out of the river, and with an another mood swing, Toad is already bragging about how clever he is. As Peter Pan would say, oh, the cleverness of me. He tells Rat about how hard everything has been for him and how he bore it so nobly. He talks of his courageous escape and how amazing he is, and Rat interrupts him and sends him up to get dressed. He was about to back sass for being told what to do when he got one look at himself in the mirror and did as he was told. Rat fed Toad lunch while Toad boasted about his adventures. Rat grew more and more and more serious. He tells Toad that it sounds like by his own confession, Toad has made a complete donkey of himself. <laughs> Rat finished failed to see what part of this was fun. He tells Toad he can bankrupt and injure himself to his heart's content, but he doesn't realize that he's become an embarrassment to all of his friends, who now have to endure others talking behind their backs because of him. Toad pretends to agree with Rat, but really he's just tuned him out. He wants to stroll back over to Toad Hall and resume his life as usual, but... In his absence, the community has become very divided about him, particularly the animals of the wild wood thought that he got what he deserved, and the river folk thought he deserved another chance, but that his behavior needed to come to an end. Badger and Mole had moved out to Toad Hall to keep up with its cleaning and maintenance in Toad's absence. I doubt Toad did any of that stuff, but it's as good an excuse as any. When one dark night, a bunch of weasels, stoats, and ferrets, fully armed, snuck into Toad Hall and violently fought off an unsuspecting mole and badger. Then, the hundreds of creatures had been tearing the place up since then, drinking Toad's wine and eating his food and making a mess of everything. Toad, of course, thinks he can take them on all alone, so he takes a stick. A stick, guys. I'm going to fight off hundreds of... I don't think a human could fight off hundreds of weasels with a stick, let alone a toad. And Buddy takes it to the gate to make war. This guy. And, of course, he is met by a ferret armed with a gun. He only needs to be shot at a few times before he scurries back to Rat's house. He tries again to sneak in from the waterfront using Rat's boat, but only succeeds in, in losing his friend's most pride possession because he is just the worst. 
He promises not to act again until he talks with Rat first, and Rat says that they'll come up with a plan as soon as he hears back from Mole and Badger, who have been camping in the cold, keeping an eye on Toad Hall, looking for weaknesses. Rat tells Toad that he doesn't deserve such true and loyal friends, and we'll be honest, he's not wrong. Toad is starting to say how he should go out into the cold and join them, but is distracted because having supper seemed so much nicer. During dinner, Badger knocks at the door, looking wet, rough, dirty, and cold. Soon, Mole joined them. Toad is about to start bragging about his adventures again when Rat shuts him up, and they finally begin to talk a little strategy. Badger tells Toad that there is a secret passage under Toad Hall. Toad scoffs and says that he knows every inch of Toad Hall and there is no such thing. Badger replies that Toad's father, who was an honorable and worthy animal, confided the passage to him and told him never to tell Toad because, well, he's the worst. Otter has disguised himself and has been spying for Badger this whole time. Otter had found out that the next day was the Chief Weasel's birthday, and they were having a big birthday party for him, which meant minimal guards would be in place. They planned to attack the hall from the inside. They rest, and then the next day they arm themselves and head out to the tunnel that night. As they approached, they could hear the party thundering on in the banquet hall. They burst into the pantry to hear the chief weasel in the banquet hall, only one door away, giving a mocking speech about their host, Mr. Toad. He begins a high-pitched song about Toad when their heroes burst through the pantry door, scattering weasels and stoats and ferrets everywhere. Badger and Mole are beating down weasels like Jackie Chan with a bow staff. Rat goes all cowboy with a swollen belt of pistols, and Toad puffs himself up as Toads do, and took his stick and lunged at the chief weasel like a mad berserker. In five minutes of absolute chaos, the party had scattered, and Badger said Mole had done very well and sent him out to handle the guards, who had all run away when they heard the commotion. Mole liberated their weapons, and once the weasels that had been knocked out woke up, they were made to clean up all the mess. Our heroes get some dinner and rest. Again, they punctuate all passing of time with meals here. Then Toad plans a party to celebrate his return. The animals have all had a good chuckle about this because all of Toad's parties before are usually an excuse for him to sing and perform and talk about himself. Rat and Mole advise that since the community is a bit torn on how they feel about Toad at the moment, it really is not a good idea or a good time for self-aggrandizing speeches. Toad is deeply hurt by this. He loves both bragging and drama, but he takes the rebuke and gives his cleverness of me speech to an empty room so that when he goes in front of the crowd, he feels satisfied and able to just struggle by without boasting. He rightly gave his friends credit for everything and observed that this made everyone much more interested in him and his change in character. He felt very satisfied that his modest behavior was so shocking that he was still the center of attention. Toad sent thank yous to everyone on his journey and compensated them for their losses at his hands. The friends were pleased to see other animals look on them with awe and reverence wherever they were in the wood. They were known as fierce fighters, and Badger even became something of a boogeyman to naughty little weasels, which irked him because he was actually very fond of kids, despite being pretty antisocial. Despite not being something to aspire to, Toad tends to be the most memorable character from this story. 
While critics tend to be a little salty about the story's changes in tone and tendency to feel like a novel that is frequently interrupted by short stories, it was still popular with readers. Before Graham published it in 1908, he told it as a bedtime story to his son Alistair, who was a very sickly child and blind in one eye. Most of the stories were told by the father to his son in letters while Alistair was at boarding school. Alistair was a very sick, troubled boy who used to beat up and randomly attack out of nowhere the other kids at school and lay down in the middle of the road to stop cars. Most scholars believe that Toad is based a little on Alistair and that Graham was hoping to teach his son to be respectable through this character. This would explain the many, many times in the, sto the story grinds to a halt to teach a lesson on manners and proper English. It's clear that Alistair was acting out to get Graham's attention, but the worse he behaved, the less his father understood him. As Graham became more and more confused and hopeless about how to deal with his son, his letters began to dwindle. Eventually, he acted out so much that he got kicked out of school. A few days before his 20th birthday, the sick, troubled young man lay across some train tracks and was killed. This was foreshadowed by his love of laying in front of cars as a kid. Toad never truly loved driving the cars. He loved crashing them. He loved chasing death. Winnie the Pooh author A.A. A. Milne adapted Toad in part, or the Toad parts of The Wind in the Willows for a stage play in 1929. Perhaps he was intrigued by the story because of his own issues with his own son, but the play is what made Mr. Toad popular. Back to the movie. Badger puts out the exact same plan that they do in the book, except here, they can't just win. They have to get that deed to prove that Toad never stole a car in the first place. Granted, by now he has stolen both a horse and a train, but let's be real, at this point the police aren't pursuing him anymore, so the legal system of this universe is a little vague, I guess. Um, it's a little sketchy. Toad has zero stealth points, but his friends rescue him. In the movie, the weasels and Winky are asleep after the party, and Badger replies that they are drunk. <laughs> you just don't get blackout drunk parties in Disney movies like you used to, right? One of the weasels guard, or weasel guards who had heard Toad making a fuss earlier comes in through the secret passage and sees Mole being lowered down from the balcony with the same sheet rope that Toad used to escape earlier. He's hanging above Winky, inches away from the deed, to Toad Hall. He gets the deed when the weasel from the passage thrust, throws a knife into the sheet rope and Mole is dropped on top of Winky, waking him up. The animals all leap into chaotic cartoon comedy in which everyone gets the deed for just a second before it changes hands again. It's an awesome scene. It's a really one of the funnier kind of Disney crazy fight scenes. So I definitely recommend that you see it for yourself. This movie was one of my brother's favorites growing up. He loved the Mr. Toad part. He loved the Ichabod part. He even loved the Mr. Wheeler part at the beginning, which is like a Goofy short back in Goofy's George Geef days. So... Yeah, it's, it's a good one. The whole bundle is, is pretty great. Um, at one point, Badger turns the deed into a paper airplane, which he throws to Toad, who misses because he's got to be incapable in absolutely everything. But then Toad showers the crowd with tons of decoy paper airplanes to make up for it. The weasels make one last rush at Toad and his friends who just escape out the package. 
or package passage. Our heroes take it, make it back to the boat where Toad reveals that he had gotten the deed in the chaos. They were just toasting the new and improved Toad as the Toad himself crashes into their house with an airplane, Cyril the horse, faithfully in tow. It's funny, usually Disney gets hit for making happy endings in movies where they don't exist. I'm looking at you, Little Mermaid. But in the book, Toad actually puts effort into improving, whereas Disney's Toad has learned absolutely nothing. I just kind of find it an interesting twist, but the biggest lesson in the book is supposed to be consequences for actions. Maybe this is a lesson that we need to be made more aware of today in order to avoid being surrounded by overindulged toads in our own lives. And while Toad does seem to escape consequences in Disney's movie, he does get sent to hell for his actions in the Disney ride. So there are still consequences, especially since Cinematic Toad does not put forth the effort to reform. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed going over the wind and the willows as much as I did. It's kind of fun, lesser known story. If you have Disney Plus, it is on there. So I definitely encourage you to check it out. It's it's really funny. Like the physical comedy in this one is pretty good. And uh, if you can get through the really bad fake Scottish accent of McBadger, then you're great. It's a, it's a good story. It's a good time. If you enjoyed this podcast and you would like to hear another episode, especially another Disney Lied to You episode, please tune in anytime and please, please, please share it with your friends. Like, subscribe, leave good reviews, comment on Facebook. Anything you can do to bring attention to it helps me pop up faster in those Facebook and Google algorithms so that more people can find the podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in today and have a wonderful one.